local every weekday with 10,000 watts of total power on WKKX and WVLY. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Well, it's a good day for singing the song and it's a good day for moving along. Yes, it's a good day. How could anything go wrong? A good day from morning to night. Well, as always, good morning, Grand Valley, and welcome to the Watchdog Morning Show. The big gig is underway for our three-hour swing and soiree. It's 7.10, 10 minutes after the hour, and we're... Uh, isn't it interesting how the concept of a good day, Bob Slider, changes with your perspective? Because it's a good day today. It's 21 degrees at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. It's a hell of a lot warmer. And that's, you know, 21 in... Normally, we say, oh, it's getting cold. Compared to yesterday, it's like, hey, we got a heat wave going on. And that's exactly how I felt this morning, Howard, when I stepped out to start the Jeep this morning, to start my morning. uh, I thought, man, it's kind of warm. And that's crazy because it was only 20. (laughs) 21 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 20 at the Highlands, 21 in Elm Grove, and 20 here at the Watchdog Radio Network. We're looking for cloudy skies throughout the day, a daytime high around 30, so pick up maybe 10 degrees or so. Uh, And then some snow showers coming in tonight, but now... I'm having a hard time, Bob, tr- figuring out exactly. We are, there's a huge storm coming our way, and it looks like all of the models and the trackings that I've seen, it's going to hit us. But I can't quite figure out exactly when it's going to hit us. Um, we're going to get some snow tonight, but it's looking like I guess the big snow will come for us tomorrow night into Saturday morning. Is that the way you're reading things? I, a couple different. Like it might snow during the course of tomorrow throughout the day, right. and then really pepper uh, us here in the Ohio Valley. Uh, like after midnight into Saturday morning, I'm watching a CBS Morning Show, the network uh, morning show, and uh, their guy, it looks like it's coming. We're co- going to be completely covered, Howard. Yeah. And he's saying it might even be more than that right here in downtown Wheeling. I heard. And again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm just kind of throwing out some things I've heard. We all know that the weather can differ, forecast difference on. But I heard a couple people saying as much as eight inches. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It, it's Saturday, and, and I, I think that's probably good, right? I mean, if you want to get a snow, you'd want it on the weekend. On the weekend yeah, where people right. don't have to get to work right. and don't have to get here or there. But, yeah, I think Saturday might be a problem, Howard. We'll get a, a better a feel of the track when Adam Fike joins us in about half an hour or so because uh, I, I think unlike last weekend where they weren't sure if we were going to get hit or not, I think it's a pretty much a guarantee we're getting snow this weekend and a good bit. The question just is exactly when and exactly how much. So Adam might have a better sense of that. But I think we're coming up on a snowy weekend, I'm pretty sure. That's what it looks like. For those who are looking for that, uh, winter wonderland is there. However, this morning, um, clear roads, clear skies, nothing out there to worry about at all. Again, cold. Not, I guess it's not cold. Yesterday was cold. Yesterday we were... Nine degrees below zero this time at the airport yesterday, so we're at the twenty around twenty degrees right now. So it's really not uh, uh, not too bad. Seven twelve here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Some of the stuff I want to do for us today, uh, coming up later on, have West Virginia Democrats found fertile new ground for candidate recruitment. We'll talk to Huntington's mayor and gubernatorial candidate Steve Williams. Steve announced uh, months ago that he's running for governor. And now we've got Wheeling Mayor Glenn Elliott announcing he's running for the U.S. nomination, uh, the U.S. He's running for the uh, Republican nomination for U.S. Senate. A couple of mayor candidates. I don't know the two make a trend, but I'm 
Democrats in West Virginia and across the country, for that matter, are scrambling to try to find good candidates. Maybe, at least here in West Virginia, maybe the answer is look to the cities, look to the mayors, look to the people that are making things happen on the ground in the individual cities. So Steve Williams will be coming up to talk about that a bit later on. Is the New Hampshire primary still meaningful? I'm actually not sure it is. We'll go to the Granite State with former Congressman Paul Hodes and our own analyst, Matt Robeson. Both will be live in New Hampshire for an update for us this morning. The ACLU has turned threats into reality as they now did officially sue the city of Wheeling over the homeless camp story. Uh, Councilwoman Rosemary Ketchum will join us later on. Plus, I've got croissants and comics and millionaires all coming up this morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. And if y'all have something on your mind, you know what you can do. You can text us, 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600. You can call, 304-232-8255. Want to reflect on something Bob and I are talking about? You can do it. Want to throw something different in? You can do it. Um, however you choose to be part of the program, we're always happy to have you do that. And Of course, the first word this morning on the text line comes from our old friend, is that Abe? Abe. Good morning, Abe. He says, good morning and happy new year, Mr. Monroe. You always know that's going to be a bad start when he says good morning. Um, which Wheeling mayoral candidate is the only community organizer in the state of West Virginia? Please explain how this elected official has helped the majority of Wheeling residents. Thank you. Hmm. I'm not even sure who he's talking about. Yeah, it could be one or two there, That's right? what I'm thinking. I don't, I'm not even sure who Be he, more specific, Abe. Yes, we need to know a little bit more about it. We know <laughs> that because of your name, A-B-E, it's anyone but Elliot. So I, my first thought is Elliot, but... Uh, Rosemary Ketchum may be whom he's talking about as well. I don't know. Don't know. Howard, I got a question for you right off the bat here. Yes. When is the fouling date? I forgot. I didn't. I'm January break. 27th. The 27th. Well, the uh, Republican uh, for the High County Sheriff Field got a little bit crowded yesterday. Yeah, kind of weird. Charlie Murphy, longtime Democrat. Uh, magistrate. Ma- magistrate. Longtime deputy. Right. Switched his party from Democrat. And he's a longtime Democrat. Switched his party from Democrat to Republican. And now he's going to run against Nelson Croft for the Republican nomination for sheriff in Ohio County. I will tell you, that makes it an interesting race. It, it surely does. And what I took that as a calculated move because we, you know, in the last week or so, we've been a last minute. And it's, it might be one of those uh, people that you don't take as serious. Well, you better take Charlie Murphy serious. Yeah, Charlie's got a good background. Uh, he's got good contacts. He's got, um, again, he's been a longtime elected official and, and a longtime Democrat. Now, yeah, honestly, I, we'll get Charlie in here sometime soon, and we'll get all three of the candidates that we have right now. We've got Charlie, Nelson, and John Haglock on the you Democrat it, yes. side, and we'll have all of them in here, uh, or we'll invite them all in. I've invited all the gubernatorial candidates in, but nobody has taken me up on that except Mac Warner, so I will offer my invitation, let's put it that way. I'm sure the sheriff candidates will do that, but I'm, I don't, I'm not totally sure... It is true that West Virginia is a Republican state, but the Ohio County area is still a mixture. We still have kind of Democrats, Republicans together. You can still succeed here as a Democrat. And I don't I, do you when you change parties, do you do you create animosity among I mean, do you lose voters among Democrats because you you were a party switcher? I mean, does it create – do people have a backlash against that? I think it's a, just a calculated move. The, the people of West Virginia are pro-Julius Caesar. 
So, you know, they're going to be looking on that side of the ballot. I think it's just a calculated move that uh, it, w- it would help being a Republican over a Democrat. Well, now. clearly it is. I'm, I'm not sure I would 100 percent agree, but I, he, he's got a better he's got a longer track record than I do. So that's anyways, that's going to be another contested race. Rep- the primary will be contested. Um so we still have some time. You know, it might just be a calculated move to wait till the almost the deadline. And you could have, you know, others come into the Democrat side of things. You could have a, a, more candidates running on the on the Republican side. Um, uh, Nelson Croft has a pretty big name. I mean, I think he's well known, um, and he's he's already in as a Republican candidate. So that's, uh, anyways, as I've said mo- multiple times, the one one measure I use when I see these filings is. Is it good for us? And a nice good sheriff's race will be good for business. Is will be will be good good for us and good for conversation. Now, a couple of top of the morning stories, and let's start with one of them that has to do with uh, the filing. Uh, as we know, you, um, William Mayor Glenn Elliott filed to run for the Senate seat uh, earlier this week, and yesterday when he was on our show, and yesterday afternoon when he was on the uh, Wheeling show. Um, you know, he kept saying, well, I don't know. You know, I'll probably have a primary. And I kept saying, well, I don't know. Zach Shrewsbury has not yet filed. Zach Shrewsbury uh, has said he's going to run, but he hasn't filed to run. Uh, as of now, he has. So there will be a Democratic primary for U.S. Senate. Uh, Mayor Elliott will meet Zach Shrewsbury in the Democratic primary for uh, for U.S. Senate. His um, little thing he sent out, Shrewsbury, yesterday, it was a little behind the time, though, because Zach Shrewsbury is the only Democratic candidate running. Well, not so much anymore. Now, on Tuesday, Howard, you were a little a little ticked when the when the news came down that uh, Mayor Elliott was going to announce his running on the Hoppy Kerchival show. Did you and him make up? Is all things uh, fuzzy and warm now between you and the mayor? I made him cry yesterday. Oh, gee, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> I made him cry yesterday <laughs> on the air you want to hear that go to the podcast uh, which is up online on your wheeling no two ways about it now i don't want to make too much fun of it because i understand i asked him you know his dad passed away recently and how did he think his dad would feel about this run um and i think he said something like damn you yeah it got him good <laughs> for asking me that question um and i i mean i don't mean to i don't mean to be funny about it but you know so he he really teared up and got very emotional about it um I suspect we on this show will be hearing a lot from from Glenn Elliott because he is both the mayor and we have a lot of mayor things still to talk about. As he points out, he doesn't leave office until June. I mean, that's when the new whoever gets elected takes over in June. So he's got almost half a year still to be mayor. And he's running for the Senate seat. So we'll be talking, I'm sure, to him a lot. Help me with this, Howard, because I think I know how it works. Now, it's. An understatement to say that uh, Jim Justice is the, is, is the heavy favorite in this. Depending on who the candidate is, the mayor or the other guy with the funny name, Twixberry, what's his name? Shrewsbury. Shrewsberry. Shrewsberry. Okay. Yes. Will the big Democratic money get behind them, Howard, or will they say, you know what, I hear what you guys are saying, but you're not going to beat J.J.? That's a good question. Um, the money was uh, – uh, Mayor Elliott, it's going to take me a while to get figure out what to call him now. Uh, Mayor Elliott said yesterday afternoon on Your Wheeling, No Two Ways About It, that he knows that the Democratic Party was planning to put big money into a Joe Manchin race. Glenn says his job, part of his job right now, 
is to convince the Democratic Party that he is a viable candidate and can make and could conceivably get elected. So will they put money into the Democratic primary? Probably not. Uh, I assume the Democratic primary will be, a, I assume, a relatively quiet primary. But uh, Shrewsbury and, and Elliott will, will probably have debates. They'll probably, you know, have ads and so on. But I don't think it's going to be really, you know, a tooth and tong as uh, we'll see on the other side of things. Um, but assuming, and I don't know, that I don't think you can assume that, but if Mayor Elliott is the nominee and if Jim Justice is the nominee, your question is probably the most important question at all. Can Glenn Elliott get the big money from the Democratic National Party to make enough run against Jim Justice? And I, I, I think it's going to be up to Glenn in the next couple of months to show that he 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 can build a coalition. He can get some money. Probably build. He's got to, he's got to raise some local money or regional money, statewide money, uh, to show the the national party he can do it. You know, we 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 get sick of those campaigns where they point the finger at the, their opponent. But I would I would take a shot at the streets of Wheeling and say, May yes, Mayor Glenn Elliott is the mayor of this town, and just just show some scenes. And I think that would say it all, Howard. It would be unfair and 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 totally a lie. But I can see the commercial, you know, with the with the apocalyptic music, dum 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 dum, in the city of Wheeling, dum 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 dum. You can't even travel the streets, dum 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 dum. This is the kind of city Glen Elliott has created. Now that would be a total and complete distortion. Absolutely sad to say in this political world. Now I don't think Jim Justice could do that though. Jim couldn't do that. Why? Because he's he the streetscape is really a state project. But it, but I, I could I could see it. Once again, as I said, uh, the only comment I will make is I think between now and election day, we have got a lot of things to talk about here on uh, the radio show. A couple other quick um, top of the morning stories here. The ACLU, as I mentioned earlier, has officially filed lawsuit. Now they said if you don't stop that camping ban, we're going to sue you. Council did not choose to stop the camping ban. The ACLU filed a lawsuit uh, yesterday uh, against them uh, in federal court. We'll talk more about that with Rosemary Ketchum coming up a little bit later on. And uh, a federal judge has told um, J.J.'s companies, ground that helicopter, leave it where it is, and get it ready because somebody's coming to take it. Somebody's coming to take it. The judge says that helicopter shall stay where it is currently housed and may not be used or moved by anyone and you should prepare for sale. So we still don't know who's going to get that chopper, but uh, it's going to be it, – it, just leave it there. Don't fly that thing anymore. 724 on the Watchdog Morning Show. A couple of uh, political texts coming in from the Frio Stack Auction Service text line, 304-214-1600. Add yours if you would like to. I'll share some of those with you coming up next on the Watchdog Morning Show. And also, I um, – I, um, well, I'm hungry. I mean, I'm really hungry. And I, I'm looking at, sadly, this is not today. This is until next Tuesday. National Croissant Day is coming up. I'll talk about that. And more on the Watchdog Morning Show. Coming up on Metro News Hotline. 
On the Wednesday edition of the show, we'll take a look back at the Mountaineers basketball game with Kansas State in Morgantown. Jeff Erickson from Rotowire drops by. We'll take a look at the biggest stories in technology over the last seven days. And Tom Bragg joins me in studio at 5 o'clock to talk about the Marshall Thundering Herd and more. Plus your calls, texts, tweets, and our app in our question of the Metro day. Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 at WVMetroNews.com and on this Metro News station. Toyota's national sales event is on, making now the best time to save big at your Toyota dealer. With available APR financing as low as 1.9% on select new 2022 fuel-efficient Camrys, Corollas, RAV4s, and Highlanders. Or go off-road in a rugged Tacoma or Tundra, also with low financing available to qualified buyers. Visit buyatoyota.com for more. Not all buyers will qualify for special APR financing from Toyota. See your dealer for details. Hurry, Toyota's national sales event ends September 6th. Toyota, let's go places. Last year, they took on the NFL and beat the spread. This season, they plan on doing it again. If you want to cash in, tune in every Saturday morning from 8 to 9 for Good Old Boys on Sports with Bear and Bob here on the Watchdog Radio Network and the All Sports Saturday Morning. Good Old Boys is all we'll ever be. Hey, all you Wheeling Central fans, the Fahey Levitt Agency is just like you. They support the Knights, too. They are also proud to live in Wheeling, where they help families like yours with auto, home, business, farm, life, and retirement. Don't drop the ball. Get the professional coaching you need to win at life. Give the Fahey Levitt Agency a call today at 304-242-8840. And go Knights! Spend your summer mornings with us. News, information, conversation, controversy, and fun. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Whenever I chance to meet some old friends on the street, they wonder how does a man get to be this way? I've always got a smiling face Anytime in any place And every time they ask me why I just smile and say You've got to kiss an angel good morning And let her know you think about her when you're gone Kiss an angel good morning Love her like the devil when you get back home. 727 on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, 21 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 20 at the Highlands. 21 in Elm Grove. 20 here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. Cloudy, a chance of snow showers tonight. How much? I don't know. We'll find out. Adam coming up in about 10 minutes or so. Daytime high today around 30. But it's going to be a snowy weekend. Uh, let's go to the text line. 304-214-1600. Howard, for you and Bob. Award-winning journalist Soledad O'Brien and beloved filmmaker Rob Reiner team up to discover the truth behind the JFK assassination, revealing how the ramifications of the 1963 tragedy still impact the American society today. 
Yeah, they name names. They don't mess around. What he, is? I don't know. He, uh, this, it's, Jim, a, it's a podcast, and it, they uh, really started that right around November, right around the anniversary date, Howard. And again, Rob Reiner's a big hitter. hitter. He's no meathead, let me tell yeah, you that. Right. No, 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 no. He's he's one of the biggest names. Yeah. And, and they name names. They say it was this guy and this guy and this guy. So this is what happened. This? I didn't get to all of it because they kept some of it back, but yeah. I think it's all probably available now. Oh, I'll have to check that. So it's a podcast. I didn't know what that it's was. It's a Rob Reiner JFK podcast. I will check that out. Thank you for the text. I appreciate that. Let's see. What else do I have here off the Frio Stack auction service text line? Uh, Glenn Elliott was a fine mayor, did a great job for our city. I don't know that he knows what he's in for. I think he does know, but it's going to be, you know, it's, it's a whole different, uh, ball of wax he's stepping into. Uh, and he's going to be scrutinized a whole lot more than he'd been here in the city of Wheeling. Now, to be brutally honest, I think that, that uh, the local media, especially McCabe and I have been pretty good about holding the mayor's feet to the fire and looking into things, but, uh, nothing like what... You all remember our friend Chris Wakem, who suddenly discovered when the New York Times went looking for things, they found things that we around here didn't find. Remember that? I do remember that. I think Chris remembers that. So, too. So, there you go. Uh, Frio Stack Auction Service text line. I don't understand why the sheriff has to be Democrat or Republican. Uh, They don't have parties. It shouldn't matter your party to fight crime. You know what? I actually agree with that. Uh, the sheriff is, and of course, this is true nationwide. The sheriff is an elected position, and it's always anywhere a political position, a strong political position. Sheriff is often the strongest political figure in a county. Again, not just here, but anywhere. Um, and I'm, I agree. And you have to, you have no, you don't have to have any qualifications. You know, I could be sheriff. All I have, all I have to do is get enough votes. There you go. I mean. We, we had, I'm not going to go to the, you will recall, Bob, a number of years ago, we had a, a situation in Marshall County where a guy was running for sheriff who wasn't allowed to carry a gun. Yeah, you could vote him in as sheriff. He just couldn't carry, he'd have to be like Andy Griffith, couldn't, <laughs> couldn't carry a gun in Mayberry. So I, I actually agree with this texter. Um, I mean, we'll never change it. it sheriffs are ingrained in our society. But, yeah, I, I agree. Why, why does Democrat or Republican make a difference? From the Frio Stack Auction Service Hotline, let's go to Steve in St. C. Good morning, Steve. <laughs> Chief Deputy Slider and Sheriff Monroe. How are you doing? <laughs> hey. Duke's a hazard. Hey, they wouldn't have hey, anything hey. on us. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I think that would be uh, – we, we'd make a great team, huh? Oh, my, that would be awesome. I mean, you talk about a TV show right there. <laughs> you two – Sitting at a buffet, the call comes in. You're like, we haven't got our nine ninety nine worth yet. The crime will have to wait. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm about to step into d- dangerous territory here. <laughs> the um, police chief in Benwood is in that cir- circumstance. From, from oh, I, <laughs> Good morning, Chief Longwell. Look, I've seen Chief Longwell at the fish fry in Benwood. I got to tell you. Uh, that's something special to watch right there. When, when, uh, and I, I love him. I, 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 I love, I him. love I, him. But when the Ponderosa in uh, Glendale was open, oh, that's yeah, where I would always bump into the chair or into the chief chief. <laughs> We'd both be at the buffet line. So. <laughs> oh goodness! But uh, I said one thing that, like, I'm just not a political person. I don't get involved with it. I mean, I have whatever I keep it to me. But Howard, the Pine Room guys do this thing where they take in a time machine. Yeah. Can can we ju- us three jump in one right now? All right. I'm going to take it. Where are we going? 
I'm going to take you to November 5th, 2024. Okay. It's 7.30 p.m. Yes. And the polls just closed in West Virginia. Yes. <laughs> and CNN, it's 7.30 and one second. And CNN comes on and goes, 15 states just closed here at 7.30, and we are projecting Jim Justice, your state senator in West Virginia. <laughs> well, I, I, I think that's a, uh, that's a distinct possibility. No offense, Mr. Mayor, but I think that's a distinct possibility. I love the mayor. I do. But don't you think there are other things he can do? Like, he's done great things for Wheeling, and incredible things. And, like, I, I think in a few years when they do the Christmas parade, it's going to be the mayor's, the, the guy on the main float. <laughs> I really do. Yeah, I well, that could I, be. Yeah. I really do because he's changed this city. But, like, I think there are other things that he can do with, like, I don't know. I just it's, It really bothers me right now that I think he's just, I guess I don't want to say waste, but, like, there's other things that the mayor could be doing with how how much he knows. I would, um, I, 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 I would. Here's my problem. I, I thought about that. I, you know, it's a it's a long hard slog. Hoppy and I talked about it earlier this week about you know Elliot's run. It's a long hard slog and and darn near impossible. But who knows? You know who knows? I mean, Jim Justice is as as the mayor said himself yesterday afternoon on the show. He said, you know, I just looked. He said, Jim Justice is the most popular governor in the country. In the country. Now, I'm not sure I understand that, but nonetheless, there it is. Um, but to your point, I thought and thought, but what would be the better use of Glenn Elliott's talents right now? What should he I have? would some, something like um, um, county commissioner. Um, it, it, I don't even know. I, I don't know what other positions are. Maybe something along the lines of running with Sean Fluharty. I don't know. Taking Erica Storch's spot. Well, certainly there are delegate seats that could could be used. I know that the Democratic Party is looking for someone to run for a delegate yeah. in this area. That that's a possibility. I, I, um, I don't know what positions are available, Howard. Off the top of my head, I just think. But I know I, I know that the mayor, and I don't quite know why. But when I very first talked to him about what's he going to do next. Uh, he he said there was two things he was not going to be interested in. One was that rumor that he wanted to be city manager. He said, I don't want that. Mm -hmm. And he said, and I will definitely, I can tell you right now, I guarantee you, I will not run for county commission. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know what, what the reasoning had. So I don't know. I mean, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. But, I mean, think about this. He's going to run against Jim Justice. Jim Justice is a guy that chased Joe Manchin out of West Virginia. <laughs> well, that's he a... chased Joe. Think about Joe Manchin. Who that is? He chased him out of the election. I don't know. It's a, it's it's a point well taken. Hey, I love this show, guys. Keep up the great work. Right, thanks a lot. I do like that sheriff and chief deputy. What do you think, pal? I'm telling you, it's the Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> Seven thirty-five, twenty-five to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Snow. How much is snow is coming? How much and when? We'll find out with Adam Fike coming up in a minute or two. Meantime, let's check Ohio Valley headlines. And for that, we go to Taylor Long. Good Thursday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this January the 18th. Given the recent cold weather, it's likely that many of us have been warming up our cars for a few minutes before driving. However, AAA says with vehicles today, you should only let the engines idle for about as long as it takes you to fasten your seatbelt. 
When it comes to your battery, Christopher Beach, a technician for AAA, says most of the cars he sees have not had their batteries properly taken care of. He adds that to avoid a dead battery, people need to drive their cars two to three times a week for at least 30 minutes at a time. He also says his colleagues and him have been taking more calls than usual and that will probably continue this week. So he's asking drivers to be patient if you need assistance from AAA in the coming days. And the ACLU's legal action against Wheeling is progressing, coinciding with the ban on homeless camping. This isn't the first time the ACLU of West Virginia has sued the city. They say they sued back in 2020, the result being that the city had to provide certain protections when they wanted to destroy homeless encampments. This new lawsuit is not challenging the previous ruling. The ACLU says the new lawsuit is specifically addressing the new ordinance that specifically bans living in public. The ACLU says they sent the city multiple letters to try to find a solution and that filing a lawsuit was a last resort. 7 News is your local election headquarters. WTRF's parent company, Nexstar, is hosting a debate featuring the three leading Republicans contending for Senator Sherrod Brown's seat. Secretary of State Frank LaRose, State Senator Matt Dolan, and Cleveland businessman Bernie Moreno. Hear from them on Monday, January 22nd. You can watch the debate on WTRF, ABC, Ohio Valley at 7 p.m. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Thursday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. My name is Walid Garib. I'm an interventional cardiologist at WVU Reynolds Memorial Hospital. One thing that I would like people in this Ohio Valley and across West Virginia and really across the country to know, the goal of healthcare is not to help you get by. It's not just to keep you alive. It's to help you thrive. And if we can get you back to your 100% potential, that's our goal. And we're going to keep working at it until we get as close to it as possible. Hi, it's Hoppy Kirchhoff, we'll talk line on Metro News. When the West Virginia legislative session is underway, there's no better place to be to follow the action than actually at the Capitol. And I'll be there two days each week, Wednesday and Thursday, broadcasting live from the AARP location in the Upper Rotunda. So keep track of what's happening in West Virginia during this session by listening to Talk Line weekdays at 10.06, right here on this Metro News radio station. Conversations you care about with people you know. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on WKKX and WVLY. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Jolene, 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 Jolene. I'm begging of you, please don't take my man. Jolene, 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 Jolene. Please don't take him just because you can. 7.40, 20 till the hour here. Watchdog Morning Show on a, uh, what is it, Thursday? Thursday morning. Again, this week feels a little weird, I guess, because Monday I was at home. And um, yesterday, oh, I, I think I was frozen in time yesterday because it was so darn cold. So uh, it just doesn't feel quite like we're almost ready to wrap up the week tomorrow, but we are. Uh, 7.40, 20 till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Coming up in the next hour, uh, we're going to talk to Steve Williams. Steve Williams is right now the mayor of Huntington. He is also an announced candidate and a filed candidate for the um, Democratic nomination for governor in West Virginia. Um Fool's errand? I don't know. Um, you know, in West Virginia, Democrats aren't, as we just talked about with Glenn Elliott, it's a, it's a, it's a hard slog. Um, but are, are, are West Virginia Democrats 
now able to look to the cities like Huntington, like Wheeling, for candidates as opposed to looking elsewhere. We're going to talk to uh, Steve Williams about that coming up next hour. He actually, speaking of being mayor, he's at the U.S. Conference of Mayors today, and he's going to step out of his meeting and join us for a little bit. Then we'll talk more about the homeless camp situation, the ACLU lawsuit, and so on with Rosemary Ketchum, uh, third ward councilwoman, and also a candidate for mayor. Uh, that's coming up. And then we're going up to New Hampshire as well. So a lot to do this morning. But I want to find out about when and how and how much the snow is coming. So let's go to Adam Fike from the Big 7 WTRF-TV. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Howard. How are you? Well, I'm good. You know, 21 degrees feels like a heat wave to me right now. I was going to say this morning, I didn't even have to wear my coat. I mean, I I did, but I didn't have to. Yeah. Because it's like, it was as cold as negative 15 feeling yesterday. I'm like, huh. It's a heat wave, but it's only in the 20s. Yeah, I know. 20, 20, basically, 20 degrees or thereabouts everywhere. And you're right. It, it just it feels like springtime almost. It's a nice and warm morning. And the skies are clear. The It's cloudy, but, I mean, there's no snow, no rain. Uh, streets are clear. Everything looks good. But I guess let's, I want to get right to this. Snow is coming, and some significant snow is coming, as I understand it, from every forecast I've heard, yours and others. But my question is, what's the timing? When do we get the big snow, and how much are we going to get? Would you be surprised if I told you that there's going to be winter conditions in winter? Well, don't be a weather snob now. You're like my weather <laughs> snob who texts me all the time. Don't be the weather That's snob. <laughs> no, but yeah, so activity starts overnight tonight. So I'm right now my thought is that 11 p.m. to midnight time frame, we'll see a few snow showers try to move in. But that's going to be pretty light. Since road crews have already started some treatments in some counties, I'm not exactly sure. Everywhere where stuff has already been started, anything that falls from basically 11 p.m. till I would say 3 a.m. tomorrow, okay. is going to be fairly light. It's going to be spotty to stray. And all you're really going to see is just accumulating on the snow that's already on the ground and on parked cars. But unfortunately, once we get to 4 a.m., snow has crossed over I-77 and everyone is seeing scattered snow showers. So roughly 4 to 7-ish a.m., we could get about an inch or two of snow that will likely cause issues for the morning commute. That's right. tomorrow morning, right, Adam? Tomorrow morning? Yep, tomorrow morning. Okay. And then, so that that's item number one. Hold on, I'm, I'm making my notes. So item number one is tomorrow morning's commute could be a potential problem. Item number yeah. two, does the snow keep on going on after 7 o'clock? Do we have a snowy day all day tomorrow? More accumulation? That's exactly what I'm getting at. 4 to 7 a.m., expect an inch or two or snow. Even I-70 still could be a bit slick in spots. So if I-70 is going to be possibly slick, this means back roads and untreated surfaces will likely be slippery with an inch or two or snow. Okay. As we head deeper into the morning, though, so 8 a.m. till about noon, We'll see it try to take a, not exactly a break, but it will lighten up a bit. Still could see another inch of snow or maybe two. Once we head between lunch and dinner time, this is where there could be some issues. Once the bulk of the widespread activity moves out, so basically noon to 5 p.m., we could get some snow squalls. So think of what we saw early Sunday morning where some spots saw a quick inch or two. Right. That's exactly what we're going to see lunchtime to dinner time tomorrow. This means an inch or two. Only within those bands of snow, but this is going to bring reduced visibility. It could bring some gusty winds of up to 30, 35 miles an hour, and it will likely create slick spots. And even spots, especially like Marshall, Wetzel, and Tyler County, 
it could make travel dangerous or impassable. Yeah, impassable, that's the correct word. At times from lunch to dinner time tomorrow with any of those snow bands. So drive time time is going to be a little iffy. By afternoon time, it's going to be even more iffy. Yes, but that's only where those bands set up. So, for example, snow squalls, you might be seeing whiteout conditions in Elm Grove, but nothing here in downtown Wheeling. Gotcha. That's how small some of those bands could be. What happens overnight? What happens overnight tomorrow night? Now, so overnight tomorrow night, it starts to lighten up. Still a few snow showers possible, but nothing more than the dusting. Oh, so by okay. dinner time tomorrow, we have ninety nine percent of our snow accumulation, but can't rule out a stray snow shower overnight through Saturday morning till about sunrise. Hmm, okay. And then does Saturday bring us more snow, or, or are we done after that? Nope. After sunrise on Saturday, we're done. Oh, okay. All right. So I, I thought I was under my sense of it was that we'd have more of a problem Friday night into Saturday, but you're telling me the bigger problem may well be tonight into tomorrow morning. The worst is going to be, in my personal opinion, 7 a.m. tomorrow till 7 p.m. tomorrow. Okay. So that 7 to 7 time frame is going to be the worst of it. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Uh, and then the rest of the weekend, we might see some snow, but not. Uh, you don't think we'll get a, a gigantic. I mean, I've heard some forecasts different places say as much as eight inches. We're not looking at anything like that, are we? That's where there's confusion. No. We're here in Wheeling and most of the area are, you should expect three to five inches. Okay. So three Hard, to five. Oh, like, for example, Tyler County has a winter storm warning. They could see four to eight. Okay. So if you go into the mountains of West Virginia or Pennsylvania, yes, you could see six to eight inches of snow. But for 90% of us here in the valley, we're going to see three to five. All right. So, again, I'm going to run this through so people get a sense of it because I've been trying to figure it out in there. Overnight into tomorrow morning, or early morning to drive time, we're going to start to see some significant snow. Drive time tomorrow could be a little iffy. Throughout the day, there will be squalls in the afternoon, and where that happens, there will be, again, additional inch or two of accumulation. So from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., we could see, what's say, 3 to 5 maybe, total time. To 3 to 5, yep. Yep, tomorrow. Uh, and then things will lighten up a bit um, overnight and t- overnight tomorrow night into Saturday. Still some snow, but not, uh, not that gigantic uh, amount that I was mentioning earlier. Okay, all right. Well, that's that's uh, that, that's helpful to me because I I wasn't sure what the timing and how much we're looking at. Um, good news for my grandson, I guess. It sounds like we might be able to do snowballs and snowmen tomorrow afternoon, though. Unfortunately, snowmen not likely because this is going to be a very powdery snow, so uh, it's not going to pack very well together. Oh, okay. Well, you can still throw it at each other. Go ahead. I'll make a, we'll make a powdery snowman. <laughs> snowmen not going to stay very well together. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Well, I appreciate it very much, then, Adam, because you've helped me get a much, much better understanding of, of this than I had expected, and I thank you for that, Bob. Any any important questions from you? No, I feel better. I was concerned about Saturday, but it looks like it's going to be the majority on Friday. All right. Adam, sounds good. We'll wrap up the week, and we'll find out tomorrow if uh, any changes have occurred for the weekend. So we'll talk to you then. Talk to you then. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Adam Fike, Big 7, WTRF-TV. So, see, that's a little different than I was expecting. 
Yeah, but I think it's going to be a problem for you tomorrow, or a problem for anyone that's going to start that early morning commute. Uh, it sounds like right around my drive. Well, your drive time and mine is when we're, in the morning. The worst is going to be. Yeah. And then I, I think it's one of those snows, Howard. When after we get here, it's going to continue to snow, so we right. really don't know what's going to be on the drive home. So tomorrow looks like it's going to be a mess. Seven a.m. to seven p.m. is going to be trouble time, according to Adam, for tomorrow. Three to five inches total accumulation. Morning a good bit. Then afternoon, a good bit as well. Uh, and then we'll see what happens for the weekend. So, all right. 21 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 20 at the Highlands. 21 in Elm Grove. And 20 here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. It's a dozen till the hour. Slider on sports coming up. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Keep up with the ever-changing world of sports all night long. Sports Map Radio is on the Watchdog. FM 98.1 AM 1600. What does Main Street Bank mean to you? One thing is, we have CDs with consistently higher rates. Unlike some banks, Main Street doesn't use high teaser rates to attract customers. We keep our interest rates simple and competitive. Some of our interest rates for CDs are the best. Plus, our accounts feature no fees or no fees. That's money in the bank. The right bank. Open your CD account at Main Street Bank. You deserve a bank this good. Minimum balance of $1,000 to open. Penalty may be imposed early withdrawal. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. HP Excavating and Septic Cleaning has been serving the Ohio Valley for 48 years, offering septic, plumbing, repair, insulation, and excavation work. Don't let just any company work on your septic system. Call us today at 304-242-7443. Our number one business is your number two. The coffee is brewed, phone lines are open, and the morning team is ready to roll. From the Robinson Auto Group Studios, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. On a warm summer's evening, on a train bound for nowhere, I met up with a gambler, we were both too tired to sleep, so we took turns of staring out the window at the darkness. To boredom overtook us And he began to speak He said, son, I've made a life Out of reading people's faces And knowing what the cards were By the way they held their eyes So if you don't mind my saying I can see you're out of aces For a taste of your whiskey I'll give you some advice. 7.50, 10 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Are you a good poker player? I, I, I really don't know. I, no, I'm not because I, I got a call. You know, I, I don't want to drive home wondering, did Howard have him or, or not? Did he bluff me? No, I call. <laughs> call, I'm all in. <laughs> I don't play this game anymore. I got it. All right. Um, I, I know you play poker, but I just can't. Uh, I didn't know if you were any good at it. I'm a better draw stud player than I am Texas okay. Hold'em. That Texas Hold'em game is the craziest damn game they ever invented, Howard. <laughs> but you used to deal it. I'd much rather deal it than play it. Absolutely. I gotcha. I gotcha. All right. Before I get to slider on sports, I just got to say, and I'm looking at this giant picture of this right here. Next Tuesday is National, uh, National Croissant Day. 
Burger King is going to have croissant breakfast sandwiches for one penny on Tuesday. That's a hell of a deal. That is A, hell of a deal. B, I don't care how much they are. I want one now. I am just looking at this. I love a good, uh, to, I love breakfast sandwiches. The croissant breakfast sandwiches are, I think, the absolute best. I love them too, and I always think of Dennis Calvert. Dennis passed away, but oh, yes. man, he had when he had the uh, the, the the news uh, the Book magazine, store, yeah, the bookstore magazine, whatever it was, yeah. yeah. He had the best croissants. I don't know where he got them, but that's all you needed. Give me a, one of those croissants, Howard, and a yeah. little butter. You got it made. Yeah, I, I love a croissant, and a croissant breakfast sandwich is the best. Hardee's used to do a pretty good one. Yeah, they're gone. Um, but Burger King still does them. Heavenly Ham has good cr- croissants. I never think about bur- – do you go to Burger King at all? There's one on the island. I don't know if there's any place else or not. But I never go there. I don't I, ever think about it. I don't, but when I have uh, ordered their croissants in the morning, happy with those, yeah. I'm just I'm just looking at – you go ahead and do slider on sports here in a minute. I'm going to stare at this picture of the croissant and pretend like I'm eating it because it looks pretty good. Eight before the hour on the Watchdog Morning Show, it is time for Slider on Sports. Thank you, Howard. Last night from Norman, Oklahoma, a game heard here on the Watchdog Radio Network. The Oklahoma Sooners, too much for the Mountaineers. Number 15 ranked Oklahoma 77, WVU 63. Jalen Moore led the Sooners with 16 points. Oklahoma shot 63% from the field in the second half to pull away. Noah Farrakhan scored 14 points. Raekwon Battle added 12 for West Virginia. The Mountaineers dropped a 6-11, one out of three so far in the Big 12 Conference. It doesn't get any easier for West Virginia. Next up for the Mountaineers, they host the number three ranked Kansas Jayhawks on Saturday. Tip-off is at 4 o'clock. We'll get on the air at 3 with the pregame show on the home of the Mountaineers, the Watchdog Radio Network. NFL News, Dallas Cowboy owner Jerry Jones said yesterday that the Cowboys will stick with head coach Mike McCarthy despite the team's stunning playoff loss to the Green Bay Packers 48-32 on Sunday. McCarthy has led the Cowboys to a 42-25 and record in a pair of division titles over four seasons, but is just one and three in the postseason. Howard, here's a look at the uh, NFL draft order. The top 10 looks like this. The Bears with the number one pick, courtesy of the Carolina Panthers. Washington at number two. The New England Patriots at three. Arizona and the L.A. Chargers for for Jerry Ames. Uh, They uh, are, are four and five in the top five. And then the New York Giants at six. Tennessee Titans at 7, the Atlanta Falcons at 8, the Chicago Bears again with their pick at 9. That gives them two in the top 10, and then the New York Jets round out the top 10. The Pittsburgh Steelers will draft at number 20. Two teams, the Cleveland Browns and the Carolina Panthers, do not have a first-round pick. The first round of the NFL draft will be held on Thursday April 25th. For lots more sports talk this afternoon, join the Donnie Gilbert Show from 12 to 3. The 2 o'clock hour will feature Bear, Mr. Wright, and Lola. They'll join join Donnie with their football picks. The Donnie Gilbert Show from noon to 3 here on the Watchdog Radio Network. Slatter on Sports Time. We're early this morning, Howard. 7.55. We've got some other stuff coming up on the Donnie Gilbert Radio Show today. Wrestling expert David Simmons will be in to kick things off at noon today. What kind of an expert? Wrestling. Ah, wrestling or, or expert. I, I would say wrestling. Wrestling. But, uh, but I think this is actually wrestling, not wrestling. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
the OVAC wrestling tournament uh, begins, I guess, today at West Banco Arena, so he'll be previewing that. Uh, Nelson Croft and Wendy Neubauer will be in with the Pet of the Week from the Ohio County Animal Shelter once again. Scott Rieger from Marshall County Chamber uh, talks about some of the issues in Marshall County. And then folks in the Silver Rail will be coming. Uh, have you ever been to the Silver Rail down there? When I was a boy, my grandfather would stop in there every once in a while, and they had the old-fashioned shuffleboard is why I liked it, Howard. They, under, I think, new ownership, or at least they've done a big revamp in the last handful of years. And I've had a lot of people tell me it's a, you know, it's a good place to go. They have some good food, good place to hang out, have the a few beers. Silver Rail. Silver Rail. Find out more about it today on the Donnie Gubbett Radio Show. Uh, Ken Pye Chriswell and Joe Jim Bob Dandy Myers. Who? Let me say that again. <laughs> Ken Pye Chriswell and Joe Jim Bob Dandy Myers. All those guys. We'll be talking about a Euchre tournament today on the Donnie Gilbert Radio Well, maybe they'll show. bring a deck of cards with them, Howard. Maybe a game will, will break out. R- right here on the radio. And uh, Donnie can uh, can uh, Facebook Live it. Bring your money, Donnie. Kara uh, er- Irwin and Charlie Reynolds will talk about the Ark of Ohio. Big Charlie? I guess well, I'm going to come down here and try and t- grab him. Charlie has not returned any of my, uh, since he became a, uh, the highway guy here in District 6, I can't get a hold of him, and I'd love to get him on the show one of these days. Yeah, I know Big Charlie. I'll see what I can do, Howard. All right, and uh, then let's see. J.W. DeProsperous will be talking about the greatest men's softball team of all time. Uh-oh. Uh, that's it. Plus his old disco days. I don't know. It's what it, it's what it says right here. And then as Bob pointed out in the final hour today on the Donnie Gilbert Radio Show, um, it's uh, Bear and uh, Lola. And Mr. Reich with the, Mr. Wright with the weekly top five and the NFL picks. All of this, Bob. This is one jam-packed radio show. I can't believe he can do that all in three hours, and it's Pi Chriswell Howard. Did, oh wait, hold on. Where is it? Well, it doesn't say that when Johnny Donnie wrote it. Do a better job, Donnie. Pi. It's it's, it's, it's Pi. Pi. Yes. So uh, there's no A there. It's a. But I will t- I will take the caller at their word that they know more than I do about it because I don't have the foggiest idea who these people are. But uh, Donnie does, and that's the list of things coming up today. Now, I would say, since since I played most of my life, I played men's softball. I started at an early age. Donnie, it'll it'll be interesting if he shows me any love or not, Howard. It might might be where he just kind of keeps me off that all-time team. You don't think he'll be on the men's softball team? I think he's going to jack with me. I just think he'll jack with me. We'll see. We'll see what Mr. Wright and Jay DeProspers have to say, a couple former teammates of mine. So maybe they'll remember you. I hope so. Fondly, (laughs) Howard. I hope they they remember me fondly. (laughs) They'll they'll be able to add to it. Anyways, Donnie Gilbert show today uh noon to three and every thursday from noon to three here on the watchdog radio network all right next hour i want to um we're going to talk to steve williams who is the mayor of huntington and is also running for governor in west virginia we're going to talk to rosemary ketchum later on in the hour about the homeless situation aclu has now filed a lawsuit um what's going to happen with these homeless camps are there going to be exceptions we talked about that yesterday The, the city manager can make exceptions uh, are they going to? Why can't they get a managed camp put together? Rosemary is pretty close with the various social service agencies. I'd like to see if she has any thoughts on why we can't get better agreement with all of that. So that's coming up next hour. And then at nine o'clock, we are going to go to New Hampshire. Uh, once upon a time, I did go to New Hampshire for the primary and broadcast live, but uh, the budget too too tight this year. But we're we're bringing uh, New Hampshire to us. Uh, Paul Hodes, former congressman from New Hampshire, and our old friend Matt Robeson, who was a congressional staffer and campaign consultant in New Hampshire. And we're going to talk about the New Hampshire primary coming up. All of that's coming up in uh, the rest of the show here. Your text, your calls, we want you in here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Just about 8 o'clock, ABC covers the world next. When the whole, no when to fold, no when to fold.
and know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting. When the dealing's done, you got to know when to hold up. Know when to fold up. Know when to walk away. And know when 